Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate all the love and support from all those fanatics out there. Uh, we are wrapping up season two, which has been fun. Going to get close to 50 episodes, which is unheard of when I first started this uh, this pilgrimage into podcast land. So I have a great guest on, uh, a Granville legend and a CMU All-American, Coach Bubba Gritter. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, it's uh, it's a beautiful April day. It's 50-ish degrees. It's Michigan. Gotta love it. <laughs> and uh, couldn't, couldn't be any op- more opposite of this this weekend. This beautiful. <laughs> Let me get this. So, <laughs> I was thinking my, my, my uh, family's in Florida right now. And uh, for Saturday and Sunday, we did have com- some Florida-like weather. Uh, yes, it was, yeah. <laughs> but back to reality, so. Yep. Uh, we, you know, usually we, we talk before for the episode, and, and I was telling uh, Coach how, you know, the first time I actually saw uh, Coach Gritter compete was when he was in high school, and, and our uh, the Lansing Grand Rapids area would always go to the same regional. So um, I got to watch him compete at Grand Haven his sophomore year and then it, at his alma mater, Granville his junior year. But really the first time I actually got to watch him compete as an athlete was at the state semifinals for football where they played Utica Eisenhower. And at that time, Lansing Everett, my uh, home school, we would always host a division one or class a state semifinals. So it was cool to see this, you know, six foot one, six, two, you know, two eighty five guy that moved cat, like just blowing by the deep, blowing by the offensive tackles, getting into the backfield. So it was it was really a great game to watch. Um, I know you guys. I think you guys lost some last second type. Yeah, of game. yeah, we did. They had uh, they had a great team. I, I and it just like you said, it was uh, kind of just a quick flashback for me. It's the 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 Giorgio brothers for anybody yep. that's those guys were they were phenomenal, man. I I think I played a pretty decent game, and um, I know there's a few times where I had them all but all but tackled, and he made some some spectacular throws. So that those those guys were were incredible. To, to play again so uh, and it's kind of you know i think back to you know it's almost 20 years basically where it's like if we had social media back then you know a game like that would have been something that would have been reviewed over and over again i mean two teams uh kind of the height of their powers trying to get to the get to fort was it fort field at the time or so yeah i think it was fort field i, I don't or know was this... i don't i think it, it was I think <laughs> it might it have been silver dome i would say i think it was the silver it dome. could have been still the silver dome actually yeah, yeah. Gosh, not sure yes. when that when that when they decided to switch over, but I think it I think it probably was probably still the Silver Dome back then. So mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, And throughout our coaching, we've worked on a couple of committees together. I was part of the uh, the I was a Tri City representative for the Michigan Wrestling Association for a couple of years. So working in that capacity with coach and and it's just been fun, kind of bouncing ideas off each other and like the things that I've talked about with others in the podcast. It's just getting that level of knowledge and getting together and learning things. I mean, that's, that's how you grow as a coach, how you grow as an individual and, and all that. So um, uh, thank you for being on today. Well, no, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Like you said, it's always fun to, to talk, talk wrestling and I'm always willing. And, and that's one thing that really gets me excited all the time. So. <laughs> well, good here. Well, tell us how you got started in this great sport of wrestling. Well, I, you know, I, it's, mine is probably most, a little bit different than most people. Um, we, I didn't really know wrestling until, you know, into, into middle school. And, um, obviously Granville's always had a pretty strong, 
tradition uh, in wrestling. So just by default, and uh, my parents brought me to a, a couple of dual meets. Um, I remember Granville brought in uh, the Japanese or, or Japan uh, junior team. Uh, they did like a freestyle duel uh, at the middle school, well, now our middle school, but high school. And I remember watching that. Um, and then shortly after just kind of, I don't know if I, I, honestly, I don't know if I reached out to my parents or maybe they saw me kind of peek out, you know, perk up when I went to that event, but they brought me to like a freestyle practice. Um, you know, and I was, I was in middle school, I think just before middle school and, um, did one practice in middle school or freestyle and then. I decided to do it my, my seventh grade year. And that was the first time I'd ever, ever wrestled on any kind of organized team or anything. So. Wow. So, so you go in there, you, you start wrestling in seventh grade. And like you mentioned, Granville was coached by Hall of Famer, Tom Kreps. Yep. Uh, one, one of the best to ever do it. And, and um, so your what was like your freshman year um, being in that room? Um, and who was, I want to say your coach was uh, coach Richardson. Yes. Correct? Yep. Yep. So I, um, so my seventh grade year, when I did like a little bit of freestyle uh, or, or jumped into a practice, I know it was very brief before um, middle school, but Kreps was still there. And then uh, my, it would have been my eighth grade year, I think, uh, he stepped away. And that's when Richardson took over. So he coached um, like one full year, two full years before I was in high school. But um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I seventh and eighth grade year, I seventh grade. Actually, you know what? I didn't even wrestle my seventh grade year. I, I'm now I'm thinking back. I didn't wrestle my seventh grade year because I was scared of Sam Blue, who was a big, <laughs> huge dude. And I started in eighth grade. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't wrestle. So it must have, that all must have went down when I was like in seventh grade, had some interest, thought about it. That big Sam Blue kid was on the team and I was scared of him. So I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. He went to ninth grade. I started in eighth grade. Um, and then, long story short i um he continued to wrestle he wrestled all four years and was a heavyweight alongside me and i obviously surpassed him and, and moved on but yeah that was uh I, I started in eighth grade so all right yeah hit the ground running and um got into got into high school there was uh kind of a hit a unique situation i my eighth grade year i only lost i think one time to uh a kid that i revenged the loss to so i i kind of was a natural you know, natural starting. And, um, I jumped in the, you know, ninth grade, I, there was a two fifteen pounder who was a state qualifier. And then we had a transfer, um, kid. And you mentioned me playing football. This, this kid came in from Triunity, a Catholic or a Christian school in our community, tiny little school. And the only thing he's ever done was, was play soccer. Um, so in transition, he comes in, he has to sit out cause of transfer stuff. And, um, he, he comes out for the wrestling team as well. He, he wrestles half the year my freshman year as heavyweight and took seventh in the state. Wow. Yeah. So then um, that following year, uh, the, two fifth, the other 215-pounder graduated. Um, this this guy, um, Eric Vanderhorst was his name. He went down to 215, and then I was able to beat out that Sam Blue for heavyweight. Um, and then – you mentioned the Dulskis uh, earlier, uh, maybe before the show, but um, he actually got beat at 215. Uh, Spencer beat him at 215 my sophomore year of the year. I won it my first one. He took second at 215. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was freshman. You know, so freshman year, I didn't I didn't even start for, for the varsity team. 
because uh, I wrestled behind those guys. And then my sophomore year, I, I won it three years in a row. So kind of a fast progression. It, it all kind of went quick. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's interesting about the. You, did you ever feel any pressure after winning the first one that like, man, I got can I win another? Can I win another one? Can I can you I know, win? Yeah, you know, I, I I never I never really did feel that pressure. Um, I I think I really liked the that's the the pressure of the situations. Um, uh, just kind of the you know that's the kind of who I was, and I played. Um, you know, fortunately, I was able to to play up on on the varsity for football. I played all three years, uh, sophomore through through senior year, and then you know, so I had some high pressure situation stuff. You know, playing and playing in some big games, so. Uh, I feel like I just kind of thrived in that situation. And, you know, honestly, um, you know, we might cover it later, but my, my process into the college was kind of because of those high pressure, big matches at, at senior nationals. That's when I kind of decided that wrestling was my sport. You know, I, I really wanted to do it. So. Mm-hmm. And you've had some, some great coaches. This thing, you know, Jack Richardson is from my dad. Woods. He's from Eaton Rapids. Yeah. Uh, and his brother Jamie, who I've talked about, uh, coach at Grand Haven, one of the uh, uh, one of my mentors in coaching. My my senior year, I had a lost a match, didn't know if I was going to be able to come back and place. And he kind of gave me the the tools, like, hey, if you give it everything you got, you have nothing to be ashamed of. And really, kind of changed my mindset about focusing on the effort versus the results, because the results will come. Yes, uh, yeah, both both of him. I mean, Jack and his brother. Um, they they they're both they were they were instrumental to me. Like you said, I, I coached against James. Uh, he was the Grand Haven coach for, um, I think about my first six or seven years, uh, mm-hmm. when I was at, you know, when I started my, my coaching career here. So coached against him and, um, he always had highly competitive teams, but, you know, always, um, you know, spoke very highly of, of our kids and, you know, they're, they're both uh, tremendous people. So, yeah. Yeah. So senior nationals, I remember correctly, you placed third, Fourth took fourth. fourth. Yep. I, I, I beat the kid. Um, I think it's Scott Baratine or Baratine from Ohio. I beat him in the quarters, uh, four, three. And then I, uh, I believe he beat me three to two in the, the third and fourth place match. Mm-hmm. So, but so, I mean, you, you take fourth in the country, uh, in a, in a great, um, great national tournament like that is that kind of set your sights on becoming a collegiate wrestler, um, versus playing football at the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, you know, I won a first couple state championships and I was, you know, I was good in football too. And I thought I really wanted to play football. Um, and then I started, you know, the recruiting process started with football and just getting some smaller divisional bit divisional schools reaching out. And then, um, you know, coach Brelly from central, I didn't even really know about college wrestling, honestly. And he, he reached out and I said, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to say no, but I don't really know much about it. Um, you know, my focus is really on football right now. And he's like, well, can I come down and, and sit at your house with you for an hour? And so he came down and kind of ran, you know, the kind of what's what. And so that kind of put the college, you know, college wrestling on the map for me. But then, you know, really it wasn't until after my senior year, um, Coach Richardson was like, hey, you talked to my dad. He's like, hey, dude, like, you know, bubble one, three state championships. That's you know, see if he wants to, to go down to senior nationals and see, you know, how good he really is. And it kind of went on a whim and me and Cody Nicholson, uh, yeah, Cody, Nicholson, Cody Nicholson went out to North Idaho was a couple time all American out there for, for coach Whitcomb. And then, um, 
Oh, you know, uh, Wilmar Esteban yep. threw Wilmar in the car, and I think there was like three of us. We went to senior nationals and, and tried it, and um, you know, before too long, kind of like my whole kind of uh, wrestling career is, I started started in the tournament and started clicking off matches. Before I knew it, I was in the semifinals. I'm like, holy cow! Like, uh, you know, my parents, my mom wasn't down there, so my mom's like, holy cow! Sure, do I need to come down and? Um, you know, kind of just, I started, you know, beating kids and I didn't know who anybody was, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then there was kind of a little bit of buzz around me, like, holy cow, holy cow. And, you know, come to find out I was beating some pretty good kids and then you know, obviously lost in the semis and then take, you know, third and fourth. But, you know, after that, um, that's kind of when, you know, each match was such a, a grueling battle with, with those kids and such a high level of competition. Um, and that kind of goes back to the question of, you know, do you ever think about it? I just, you know, I always just did. And, you know, I got done with that tournament. I'm like, man, that was awesome. You know, I just yeah. had a blast competing with these guys. And, and then to really that day, I, I told Wim Mahalik to tell Coach Brelly that, you know, I think I'm going to be wrestling. And, um, but after that, then, you know, my recruiting opened up big time. Um, you know, everybody in the dang country was calling. And so I did take a couple other visits after that, but, um, I pretty much had, had committed to central verbally through, through when Malik, uh, at that tournament. And that's kind of what's, what started my, you know, my college career. So, mm-hmm. uh, I talked a little bit about when I was actually when first college opponent at the Eastern Michigan open, All right, uh, we joke about it. it was not a great match for me, but, uh, obviously seeing how he turned out three time, all American four time back champ uh kid was tough and really um as a coach i love him running he always ran like a leg hook get to his cradle and yes so long so strong yeah uh, yeah i always had to be ready man like that's what i kind of learned early on when you wrestled behind him and and dual meets because we we didn't do a whole lot of the you know the opening variation of of weights you know so it was either uh you know a lot of times it went it went christian senate win went out and strapped the guy up he had a ton of pins and you know, so my warm up, I had to be ready once once Win got out there because he made he made quick work of a lot of guys. So <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, come on, man. get a sweat going. Yeah, um, yeah. So then you get to wrestle for a Hall of Famer in Coach Borelli, and then you know during your time, I want to you had the God, the the Lowell heavyweight that was ahead of you. Um, yeah, Bill Stolfer. Bill Stolfer ended up being a two time All American. What was it like? having him and then i want to say you're in between with um gerard trice yeah, so, yeah it was kind of we kind of all kind of backed each other um you know i came in um and and bill had just come come from grand valley i think the year before so obviously was established in the program like you said ended up having a, a, a good career and you know really was i think all three of us kind of coming through we were all beneficial for each other and i was able to train with bill and um, some of the other guys, you know, obviously had more experience and, you know, beat us up a little bit and taught us, taught us, learn how to fight. But um, yeah. So then I traveled a little bit with him, Bill senior year and then Bill all American again. And then obviously, you know, was, it was done. And then I stepped in and then that kind of same process happened when Gerard came in. Uh, I think he wrestled, he redshirted. I think it was a two year gap redshirted wrestled a little bit um, behind me Um and then obviously I, I stuck around there when I finished up and, and did a graduate assistant position and, and trained with, with Gerard and he ended up, you know, having a stellar career being a three-time All-American too. So. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I, and I don't think people talk a lot about that, that, that time at central Michigan at the heavyweight to have like 
three guys are multi all Americans, been to the semifinals, yeah. All- and you were all there at one brief moment to work out with each other. Yeah, yeah. Different styles too. I, oh, I just... completely. Yeah, totally. I mean, we it was actually a perfect. I mean, Bill was a, a smaller heavyweight, so it was real quick and and took you know took different attacks than what we, you know I did. Uh, Gerard was way more explosive than I was and and was a big thrower. Could drop you, could throw you from anywhere, but again, could could get on your legs. And then I was just kind of the kind of hand fights you get you tired and and snatch up your leg and um but yeah so all of them you know like i said i think all three of our styles and you know all our ability levels made us you know the wrestlers that we were you know eventually so yeah yeah so after you get done at at central what made you decide to go back to your alma mater and then become a teacher also well in going to school i knew you know i went to i went to central and and the I knew I was going to teach it at some realm. I know I wanted to coach. Um, I, I shouldn't say I knew I was going to teach. I knew I wanted to be a coach and, and the teaching thing was, you know, what I was, I, I was going to school for, you know, I started that right away. Um, started, started, thought I wanted to be a math teacher, but that soon quick changed and then went to PE and business. But, um, you know, so I, I did that and I, and I got my degree um, stuck around there. Like you said, I, you know, I trained on the, for the Olympics for, you know, on the, uh, the senior level for a couple of years and yeah. then, you know, really just, I, I kind of got burned out on it. I, I wasn't having great success. I was okay. And then, um, you know, I talked to coach Brelly and I said, Hey, in, in coach DeSalvo at the time. And I said, you know, I went ahead, just moved away to, to Colorado. Um, you know, so we were just all kind of in a transition period and I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm done with school. I've been going for seven years straight now. I had another semester that I could have taken for my, my graduate assistant position. And I just said, Hey, I, you know, I'm kind of fed up with it. I think I would like to move on um, into just full-time coaching. And if we can't do it here at central, you know, I'm going to start probably looking to, to go somewhere. And um, coach was good enough to talk with administration and they actually started uh, a second assistant position um, for the first time. So it's kind of funny how it all worked out. I signed paperwork for that. Um, and literally three weeks later, I get a phone call from Granville. And uh, it was the superintendent. And they had an opening uh, for some part-time teaching. And they wanted to know if I wanted to be the wrestling coach. And I was like, holy cow. Like, So things kind of kind of went quick there, too, as well. And um, so I, I went and took the interview. And, and they, they offered a part-time teaching you know, and I said, Hey, I, you know, I really can't, um, you know, I have this other position. So they made it a full-time teaching position. And you know, I really just kind of fell into to that position as well. I didn't really have a, you know, strong desire to have to be back at Granville. Um, but obviously it worked out and, and things are, it's, it's been good. So. Mm-hmm. I've asked this question to, to multiple coaches when it comes to what's it, what's it like, coaching at your alma mater do you feel any big level of stress or pressure to deliver on the legacy that has been granville wrestling over the 40 50 years yeah no i don't think it's i don't think it's pressure or stress i think it's it's more pride and you know and that's what i i preach to my kids it's not you guys don't need to you know you don't need to do it for me like you got to do it for our community you know and by you know there's a expectation level um you know, and it's when I first came back, you know, 12, it was my 13th year. There was a lot of old timers, you know, and I'm saying old timers, there was 12 to 15 gentlemen and their, you know, all their kids had wrestled for Granville. Um, 
they if they didn't like what you were doing out there, they're going to grab you in the hallway and, and they're going to tell you about it. So, you know, that expectation, the expectation kind of came from the community and, you know, our, our, um, you know, just the tradition in itself, you know, and I, you know, I try to carry that along. Obviously I, I want Granville to always do well. And, um, you know, and I, I just think that's the big thing I kind of hang our hat on is just our, our program tradition and the expectation is higher than to please me. It's to please our community. So. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to look at it. And it, I mean, it's pretty cool too. You don't have to change your colors. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't have to throw away all the Granville stuff you got. You still got it in there. I got some vintage stuff, man. I got stuff where it's worth for, for some Granville, for the Granville loyals. I got some pretty, pretty cool vintage stuff I could pull back out. So where do you think you get uh, the majority of your coaching philosophy from? I uh, it's, it's from coach Brelly and coach Cunningham. Um, you know, both of those guys were, were tremendous in my, you know, my development. Um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff, you know, I'm still thankful that coach Richardson is still in our building, you know, and then I've, I've made phone calls to coach Kreps, you know, it's, um, I'm not afraid to, to ask questions for people and I don't think I know everything. Um, but just my foundation of, um, you know, technique and stuff like that. And I think you see it, you know, I, I definitely see it across the board from myself, Wynn Mahalik, David Boyard, uh, Jason Borelli, like the style that they coach is you see kids that are, you know, are, are coached by them is, is pretty, pretty similar across the board. And that, I mean, by default, that, that comes from, from, from coach Borelli and, and coach Cunningham. So yeah, uh, that's that's cool to hear like that, how those how those individuals have um, molded you kind of into the coach you are today. And, and I mean, and Coach Cunningham, Coach Casey Cunningham, who um, was state champ for Fulton yep. Milton and was CMU's. I think he's CMU's only All-American act or only national champ. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he was a finalist the year before. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and fun guy to watch. He was actually when I first started watching the NCAA's my freshman year. He was the first time I watched, like, oh, I got Central Michigan's got a wrestling program. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, being a Lancet guy, I've always been a part of the Michigan State. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's just, back then it wasn't so televised. So it was hard for, like, our generation, it wasn't such a mainstream sport, and you know, that it is now. It's not on. So we, and we didn't get to see that, you know, so. Right. I still remember the tape delays from the early 90s and, and things like that where they cut bits and pieces of the matches up i mean they i try to tell kids all the time like to, it is so much easier for you to learn technique on the fly because you have oh. access to youtube oh, i have man. a lot of vhs tapes oh yeah i have to rewind and fast forward back through yep oh for sure yeah it's there's and that's a i mean and i think in wrestling right now it's a it's a good and bad thing i think you know you can get and you you're we're seeing it in college i mean we're seeing it in high school one but I mean, look how many young kids are coming right into college and not redshirting. And, um, you know, their technique is so phenomenal already that they're college ready. You know, these kids are, are coming out four-time state champs and, and are contenders for national title. They're, they're early, early years. And I think a lot of that is, you know, it's the ability to train at a high level through, you know, clubs and just having all that knowledge at their fingertips. Right. I was just recently talking to JJ Johnson about that, about how um, 20 years ago, like I was fortunate that Chris Marshall, who was a multi All American for Central yeah. and All American at Clarion, had just happened to be working in Lansing. So I had to work out with him twice a week 
my senior year and they were not they, they, it was not fun working out with them but it was nice having that knowledge base of yeah. the person and uh, and he wrestled a little bit like me with being an upper body wrestler yep now you can throw a dart at a map in michigan or pretty much anywhere in the country but in michigan and within 30 miles you could find five to ten clubs depending on how big the area is yeah for sure yeah and that's you know and that's that's great you know and and that's i mean it you know i say it's great and it and i i don't know i have a i I struggle some a little bit with 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 you know how much some kids are, are are going at it right now early on and um you know those clubs are are pushing kids into competitions which is great you know but you know, then it's, you know, then it, then it gets to be like, holy cow, like these kids are wrestling 50, 60, 70 matches year in and year out. And you just hope that they sustain to, you know, make it through high school. And, and then, you know, I think you do see that a little bit, um, you know, in college, you get some of these big, big name recruits and it happens all the time, but, um, you know, you get these four timers that come in and do absolutely nothing and drop out and, you know, they, they just, they fizzle away. So. Yeah, I think it's that um, I, I was talking to Don Beam, who um, coached East Lance for a long time, was a Michigan State uh, multi-All-American and a silver medalist at the, I want to say the 70, 68 Olympics in Mexico City. Okay. Uh, but he was saying how, when do you want your your athletic time to go? You have about a seven to eight year window. So when do you want to start? You want to start a kid when they're five or six? Yeah. Or you want it to be 10 or 11? Yeah. So, because yeah. that's kind of your window of time to develop and still have a passion for it. Because a lot of times, I think, like you said, I mean, some of these kids get close to two, three hundred matches yeah. in a, a year. It, it, it's like, like, how do you do that? I, even when I was wrestling at that age, I think the most matches I ever got was forty or forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it you know, and it's there's definitely way more good than there is bad with it. You know, the kids are getting a ton of exposure and. Um, just learning how to wrestle in live situations. But like you said, yeah, there, there's that window. And, you know, and I, and I dealt with that window. I, you know, I started real early, you know, late on. And, but my window was, you know, I got into that my second, third year, or sorry, my, my second year of post, post college into the Olympic realm. And I was on the bike and I'm like, I had to get an afternoon workout in. I'm like, why, you know, start questioning, why are you doing this? Like, why, you know, it wasn't, as much fun. I, I, I wasn't enjoying competing as much as I had before. And, you know, my window was up, I was done, you know, and, and I don't regret a single thing. And, you know, I had a great time doing it, but I can only imagine, you know, who knows if I would have started earlier on, if that would have happened sooner. Um, you know, you just don't know. And I think it's so individually based as well too. So I don't want to, I'm not bad mouthing all that the youth stuff and clubs that obviously it's way better than it is, but I just think some people get caught up in that. And, um, like you said, there's there's no need to wrestle 100, 200 matches in, in a single year for those young kids. So, And it's about the kids, too. The kids really have to – I think it's easier when they want to do it. Yeah, for sure. Pushing yeah. Them like that. But it's great that they have all these avenues. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I, I think it's great. So um, you, you've been inducted into the CMU Hall of Fame. Um, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. It was, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool phone call. I, I, I honestly did not expect that. Um, not even told, uh, Rob, who, who was our old, um, sports information guy made the call to me and I'm like, man, like that's, that's awesome. And I, I, I don't, you know, I just was kind of taken back by it. So, um, yeah, definitely, you know, obviously some really good wrestlers and, and athletes period in that, um, 
you know, in the Hall of Fame. So that was it was actually uh, quite cool to to do that. So yeah, yeah. No, what a what a great accomplishment for you and everything else. And and um, my last thing before we get into the quote unquote last dab, the coaching advice which young coaches yep. with uh, girls wrestling. Uh, just got sanctioned by the MHSA this year as the fifth division. Yep. The Michigan Wrestling Association has had a hand in that, along with the MHSA, growing it to the point to get to the the girls got to compete at Ford Field. What was that feeling like seeing those athletes have that opportunity to compete for a state title and be recognized for their efforts? Well, it is awesome. I I had a girl partake, you know, and um, I had five girls on my team this year. Uh, one, one went to the regional, um, just because she had the most experience, but the year before, like you said, the coaches association, um, hosted one at, at Michigan Rev and she took second, she got into the finals, you know, went down there on a whim and she got in the finals. So she was pretty good and she, um, had another good year. So I, I was able to coach and she ended up place and she took seven. So I got to see it firsthand and, you know, it's, um, you know, I had, the same feels, if not even more feels for her when she, you know, finally accomplished that, that goal, you get the chills and, you know, and you give the, the, the girl a big old hug and, um, you know, they're just as pumped as, as all the guys are. And, um, yeah, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. And you got to see that across the board with all these girls putting in work and, um, finally getting the, the right recognition for it. And now you say it was coach association, but, you know, um, coach Randolph at Clinton has, was, was huge of that. And, um, Jamie Smith's a huge advocate and as long with, you know, Brad Anderson and, um, you know, there's a lot of other guys in our association that have done a phenomenal job, you know, and, you know, Mario does a great job pushing, pushing our girls sports too. So. Yeah. And, and realistically, I mean, I think about uh, Brent Harvey who uh, passed away five years. I mean, this is kind of like the, his dream unfolding before our eyes and, uh, I think it's just a really cool thing, and, and I, I've talked a lot about former female athletes that I got to either compete with or compete uh, compete against, and the opportunities that 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 those athletes paved the way for the girls now to have this opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a full circle thing. You can go all the way back to uh, Trisha Saunders or like uh, Cynthia Harold, who was from Saginaw Beauty Vista, the first female. Uh, girl, the first girl wrestler to qualify for the boys' states back yeah. in '99 um, to get to this point is just just a phenomenal yeah. thing. No, it it's it's a huge it's a huge win. I mean, you can see it nationwide right now. It's these they're, all these states are starting to sanction it now that you know um, you know Iowa's been a catalyst, making it important, making it a Division One sport, and um, it's just it, it's the only thing fair, and it's and it's awesome because there's a lot of girls working their butts off for for that opportunity. So. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, we're at the point in the conversation, uh, the last dab, as we, for those that like to watch Hot Ones, I, I really like that show. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, where I ask you, what is your advice to those young coaches uh, who are looking to have success when they take over a program? What would you say to them? Ask a lot of questions. Um, if you, you know, even if you think you know, um, Ask, ask coaches that have been are, that are in it, you know, ask coaches that have been through it, um, you know, and, and I, I bounce a lot of questions off my athletic director, you know, just getting parameters of, of scheduling and in transportation and, and building your schedule. And, um, you know, that's that if you don't know, you got to ask, you know, and if you 
that way, you know, that way it's, there's, there's no gray area. Um, you know, you're not, not always guessing. And, um, you said sometimes I've picked up a lot of stuff that I do in practices from other coaches as well, you know, so. I, I agree. I mean, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I put the podcast together is to um, allow those, because I looked at it from my perspective, coming into coaching, some people are hesitant to talk to people like yourself or like yeah, a Mitch Hancock or an RJ yeah. Drew, because they, all they've had the success, they're not going to talk to me. And realizing that all coaches go through some level of expectations, yep. but the expectations are different depending on where your program is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, and I think, you know, to anybody listening to this, like, I, I think, you know, those guys that you just mentioned, um, I, I mean, I honestly don't know if there's, there's a coach, uh, you know, a well-established coach, I would say, you know, whoever, you know, that, that qualifies that, that wouldn't be willing to, to give advice, you know, and I, it's just kind of the, the sport we're in. It's one of the, the unique things about our sport is that everybody's in it together. And, you know, whether I can talk to Mitch, you know, I know his expectation of his program is way different than mine. You know, they're just different. They're different programs. But there's also some some common ground, you know, in the sport of wrestling that we all deal with. So, um, you know, there's stuff that Mitch can do or, you know, RJ does at Lowell that we necessarily couldn't do or wouldn't work in my program. But, you know, that's why you ask the questions and, and see how they do things. And you take that and, and you make it your own and, and, and put it, put it in place if you like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take it and make it your own. Well, Bubba, thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate uh, what you bring to the sport and everything else through, through uh, your coach at Granville, the Michigan wrestling association and look forward to you guys having a great year next year. Yeah, definitely. I think you, uh, you know, thanks for doing this. Like you said, I think it's, it's great to, to get the, uh, you know, questions answered and, and just kind of hear philosophies of, of the sport. And, um, you know, you're doing a great thing with this thing. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Take care. All right. Have a good one. You're listening to the coach T podcast hosted by my dad. Thank you for listening to the coach T podcast by my dad.